Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. This was a harder one to find a book for than I thought. I don't know why I thought it was going to be like super easy. Um, (laughs) So this week's book is Cold Cases. So our characters, there's some sort of cold case involved, whether they're solving it or involved in it. I don't know how your book is, but Cold Case was our topic. And I would just look like cold case books and it was mostly like true yeah i was like yeah it's gonna be nonfiction, and we were going specifically for fictional yeah i had to add some extra keywords Mm -hmm. for that i mean i could have done a nonfiction. i guess we didn't say nonfiction was like out of the question we didn't say that true yeah yeah um i actually started one book and then my mother-in-law gave me a book and i was like well it doesn't really fit the criteria i don't think but now that I read the back again, it definitely says cold cases on the back. I don't know why I didn't think that that was. <laughs> but I read it on the plane and then I was like, wow, this is actually cold case relevant. So that's what I did. Perfect. Um, so the the book that I did was Paper Ghosts by Julia Heberlin. I've actually read other books by her, Black Eyed Susans. It was super good. So solid recommendation. Okay. Um, definitely hit the mark as far as cold cases goes. So this book is pretty straightforward. And because I don't want to give you like a ton of information, I'm going to give you the TLDR per usual. Um, so you actually don't know the main character's name until the very end. She tells oh, you in I the love epilogue. Those books. So I'm not going to tell you. Okay. I shouldn't have written it down. Watch me accidentally say it. <laughs> I'm going to try to refer to her as the main character or just her. So the main character's sister um, goes missing when she's pretty young. I believe there was like a seven or nine year age gap. So like a pretty big age gap. Um, I, I think it was seven. So the main character was 12 and her sister was 19 and her sister goes missing. Her body is never found. They have some like suspicions on like who maybe could have done it. Right. Like you would, you know, like some stuff comes up in their small town. Obviously I can't tell you any details because it's like a small town. It's a whole thing. But they never find her body. So this is the the primary cold case that we're here trying to solve. The main character, um, when we pick up this book, because that's just kind of like the quick, like what happened before and why she's here, um, her motivating reasons. So the main character has uh, aged, she's like, she's like 24, 25 now, early to mid 20s. Um, and pretty much her entire life goal is to find her sister's killer. She has a suspicion on who it is. There is a gentleman named Carl who has been, uh, well, he was tried for another murder, but they decided that his dementia was too bad, basically. And he got off and was able to be like in a halfway house instead. So they didn't actually try him for her sister's murder because they couldn't connect him. But Carl was a photographer and she was pretty sure that like, if she found like more photos of his, she would find pictures of her sister because some of the other crimes she's connected with other crimes. He's only actually tried for one um, and gets acquitted. But some of the other crimes that she connects him to, because once that like, she basically makes a connection to him, she starts like finding all these threads. There's pictures that he's taken that kind of coincide with other missing people like either locations or like actual footage of that person. And so she's convinced that like, based on everything that she has seen, it's definitely him. She knows that the police have kind of given up on it. I mean, it's been like 10 years, 12 years, you know, it's Mm -hmm. been, it's been a minute. So she starts visiting him while he is in this halfway house while he has dementia and she pretends to be his daughter. (laughs) Right. 
Okay, so love it, but she like she like slowly like earns his trust. Like the people at the halfway house begin to know her, and they know that she's his daughter, right? And she says that like do she they wants know to know that he's pretend that she's pretending, or do they actually like they do don't they think? know that she's pretending? They really believe her. Okay. Like she goes all in. I'm pretty sure she like she gives a fake name. She changes her hair. Like she does a whole bunch of stuff because like this is her end goal. She's been doing all this training, like like self-defense training. She has this like trainer that she talks about constantly throughout the book who like prepares her for these just like absolutely asinine scenarios. Like he'll like (laughs) surprise her and attack her or whatever. Like she's prepared for literally everything because she wants to know who killed her sister. And she knows that that would mean potentially having to be in a room with a murderer, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if the police aren't looking for them. It's not like she would necessarily always meet them behind bars. Like she could meet them out anywhere. right okay so it's like she wants to be super prepared which like i can't even imagine like the level of paranoia that would require to get to that point in your life but like i get it like she wants to know i want to know too you know like there's no body there's no actual even trial like it would be one thing if there had been a trial for her and he was acquitted for it like that would suck too but like didn't even try him so she earns everyone's trust in this halfway house and she says that she, you know, just wants to know if it's like in her blood to be a killer because she wants to know for sure because he's never actually admitted to anything. But I can't remember exactly how many th- she thinks she's connected him to, but I, I want to say it's like five. There's like four or five that she thinks she's connected him to, one, including her sisters. So she says that she wants to take him on vacation. That's what she tells like the halfway house lady. I don't remember where she says that they're going but she was lying about it so it wasn't really relevant she just like said she was going to take him like to an old family home or something like that but really she was planning on taking him in like a total opposite direction like it becomes this whole like vigilante thing essentially because she's essentially (laughs) like just absconding with him from this halfway house because she's not a relative he's (laughs) technically a criminal like oh geez but she has this plan so she's got a map she wants to take him to all the different locations um, on this map and like get him to remember or tell her about the women he killed. So she's like met with other um, families of the victims that she's identified because these people truly are like dead or missing. It's just that we don't know for sure that Carl did the, did the thing, just that there's some evidence that he maybe could be linked based on his photographs. Carl is like, both not with it and totally with it because he knows he's like you're not my daughter i know that for sure like i'm not a moron he's like i don't know what you're doing but it's better than being here yeah so he's like he's like pretty crafty (laughs) like i actually he's like a pretty quirky like fun character actually to like kind of follow along with so they end up on this road trip it's like through texas because i think that's where most of the crimes were and texas is a pretty big state like he has like a family estate there like it all makes sense like it totally adds up um because they're trying to hide and she also has a friend in the fbi who starts like tailing them because he figures out that like she's trying to like get carl to confess so they have to do like kind of a lot of hijinks to get around it like they like change vehicles like they she like goes to like color her hair she's like super paranoid about like using cash so this entire book is her traveling him around to these different locations in which he has photographs and trying to get him to tell her information that maybe he wouldn't have said before 
he keeps leading her to like additional locations and like he has this like long list of stipulations that she has to do so like along the way he'll be like that's the thing that i said that we had to see while we were here it's on my list of demands and like he picks up like a stray dog that has been shot or something and then he has he brings it to the vet and he like loves this dog he names it barfly barfly (laughs) even they, they pick up a cat later like they end up having this just like kind of a wild road trip really but to random potential murder sites yeah um like all the locations aren't necessarily murder sites but she could be like you took a picture of this and then this is the last place this person was seen or um like this is the last place this person was seen and like we have proof that you like drove over this bridge at the same time or whatever because i think he did like some driving or or something Mm -hmm. but like essentially she just spends all this time with this like potential murderer because like he's never convicted of anything right and like he does give her tidbits of information and she's mostly trying to like figure out where her sister's buried right so she spends a lot of time in her head like you know, like is she buried here is this photograph potentially like attached to to, to rachel to my sister um I really can't tell you much about this book because obviously they're mostly just in a car together on this adventure. (laughs) So a lot of it's just like the information that he reveals along the way kind of changes her perspective on him and the whole scenario. I, I don't think I can tell you anything else. Like it was very twisty and turny. Like I kind of didn't necessarily expect everything that went down, but I think that that's something that this particular author does really well. This happened in the last book that I was in. Like, they're in one location most of the time and not a lot really happens in that location, but so much happens in the dialogue and like the things that the characters reveal to each other that like really builds it up. So this is a really good cold case one because she's not only solving her sister's cold case, but she's got these other women, right? That she's attached to him. So she's solving all these different cold cases kind of at the same time and nothing really pans out the way that she thinks it does. But what an adventure to be on a road trip with a potential serial killer. Well, also the fact that like he knows that he knows something like he is knows going on. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, does he like realize like, Oh, you're trying to get me for these? Like, did oh, he, he definitely actually does. do like, yeah. So like, cause then if he did it right. And then he can like be all like counterintelligence on it of like, Oh yeah, no, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's and so that's much. the thing is she's just like, well, he's clearly like a step ahead of me in some of these scenarios. So like, did he plant yeah. this information here? Did he want me to find this information? Like, is this pointing here or is it pointing here? So it's really a big mystery and she's kind of getting all these little tiny bits of pieces depending on where they stop. Like even like some of his demands are like bits of pieces of information that like she wouldn't have thought about. Mm -hmm. So like they kind of like make more sense along the way because like you see his initial list of demands and you're like, wow, some of these are ridiculous. Yeah. But as you get the details about like what actually happened or like the scenario he was in when he took that photograph, like it makes sense. It's like, oh, wow. So it's like it was pretty interesting. Like it was quite a mystery okay yeah out of five where are you oh right i have to rate it um let's give it like a four and a half like it wasn't perfect like i feel like there could have definitely been like a little more action Mm. yeah because like Like, like, there's a lot of just like dialogue back and forth but it made sense like it built to the story and so like that was amazing but i feel like they didn't do that much like, yeah, I've had those books recently where you're like four chapters and you're like, oh, we're still in the same room. What? Exactly. Like, there was a lot of the same room. 50 pages and we've gotten nowhere. Now I feel that. Like like I said, they had to like survive stuff and like hide, pe- hide from people and like get creative. So like those things were pretty fun. But like for the most part, they were just like in the car. But okay. again, that was kind of the whole point. So can't really can't really judge. 
No, but, but I mean, an author to definitely put enjoy. on the watch list because you said you liked the other one too. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch uh, this author. Yeah. 100%. I'm going to remove the, my author from my list. Oh, no. This is the second one that I've done. I had to go back and look at the rating. And then my last one was a novella and I gave it two stars. This was not great. So I did Girl Forgot. Wow. Girl Forgotten by Karen Slaughter. Um, It's been sitting on my shelf for like six months now. I think I have it on mine. So I'm very curious. I. Okay. So I'm not going to give it one. I haven't actually even finished this book. I'll be honest. I'm 70% done. I started reading it. And then today I switched to audio and I was listening to it at two times speed because I wanted it done. Oh no. Yeah. If it wasn't literally for this episode and us recording today, I would have DNF'd it. But either way, we're here and I'm going to finish it because I'm this close. But this book takes place. We go like back in time to 1981 and then the present. So in 1981 and also this little bit that I'm about to tell you, you literally learn in the first maybe 50 pages of a 400 page book. So this is giving away like absolutely nothing. So in 1981, this girl, Emily, okay. and she's a girl cause she's 17, um, is pregnant. She's six months pregnant and she gets bashed in the head. She survived. She's found in a dumpster. Thanks. Survives. Her parents keep her on life support for two months. They deliver the baby and then she passes on. Nobody knows who, nobody has fi- figured out who killed her. Nobody even knows who the father of the baby is. Well, the mm. father of the baby does probably know, right? Like, But nobody else knows. But, like, nobody knows. And, like, and we have no idea. Like, we have absolutely no idea. So kind of how that all works. And, like, you, you're kind of starting with Emily. And it's prom night. So she's killed on prom night. And oh she's, like, in, like, distress. And her gram has dementia. And so, like, the night that she would have been um, impregnated, like, her gram, like, sees something but like isn't quite coherent enough to tell emily what it is because like at some point emily decides that she's going to go try and figure out like who the father of her baby is Uh, because she doesn't even know who the father of her baby is like she has zero recollection of the night that she was so she she went to a party with her friends they're the click there's like five of them and they all decided to do lsd for the first time oh no and then four weeks later she hasn't had her period and she's pregnant she has like literally her last memory is like putting her tongue out for her friend to put the acid on her tongue. And then she wakes up in her Graham's bathroom. So like she hasn't, she has no idea. So like we're, we're sitting here in the dark, not a clue. So it's prom night. And so she's like in this like really kind of tight fitting dress is very clearly showing off her belly. And her father is like, you're not going out. And he's clearly abusive because her mom is a lawyer who's trying to go for a judgeship. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, what will they say? Like, this is a terrible time. Like, one, they already, like, they are so, like, they've basically written her off. They're like, you're a whore. Uh, nobody will ever respect you. And, like, before this, she's like, great grades, totally going to get into college, do all these amazing things. But now that she, because they were like, oh, who's the father? Like, you need to name one. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then the mom is like, we'll just name one. The mom's like, we'll just name one of them and get married. Like, we don't care who it is. Like, you don't need to love them, but you need to be married. And yeah, and she's like, I'm not going to do that. Because like, there was like one of the boys in their little clique that she like has kind of had this crush on for years. But now all of a Mm -hmm. sudden that she's in this place where it's like, oh, okay, do I actually want to spend my life with him? That's when she's like, oh, wait, no, he's kind of a crap too. So good for her. But everyone is, of course, just saying these terrible things about her. It's horrible. So, um, 
yeah so it's prom night and i don't know i'm kind of like really freezing am i freezing on your end your video is but your audio is okay okay cool i just wanted to make sure i all of a sudden saw myself and got a little nervous so we're just getting fuzzy every now and then though that's weird okay well it's probably just just be the audio or the video so, like I said, it's prom night, and so she, her, like, dad basically, like, forbades her from going, and so she, like, pretends like she's going to go to her room, um, and her ankles are swollen, and she can't get her heels on, and so she's just walking out barefoot, and she, like, walks to the prom, and she runs into, like, all these different, like, men. It's, like, people from the clique, um, one of her teachers, like, all these people, and they're all dressed mm-hmm. in tuxes. The teacher's a chaperone, and so they're all dressed in tuxes, everything like that. And she goes and she basically has fights with all of them because like all of their parents also have been like, don't you cannot see Emily. Don't spend time with Emily. You know, she's a whore. I don't want you to become a whore. Da, 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 all these things. So like she has nobody at this point except for her grandma who has dementia and who is on her way out. Like she's doesn't have very many more years to live. Like even Emily knows that she's like she's not going to be around much longer. So. <clears throat> so, yeah, so she goes and then it. She doesn't even really quite know why she's going or, like, what her plan is or anything like that. Um, but she goes, and then we, like, know that she's, like, sitting in an alleyway up against a wall. And somebody in black tux pants walks up to her. And she looks up at them. And that's all we know. And then we later find out that she was found in a dumpster. And her face was so badly bashed in that they couldn't identify her. They had to use dental records. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so then later we find out that, like, they kept the baby alive. The parents did. And so she passes. So that's, like, that's, that's that. We horrible. Have, yeah. We have no idea who killed her. No idea who the dad is. All of these things. And so then the present day. Also, one thing about this book is that it's technically, like, a second in a series. But it's not. It's one of those like cop series, you know, like the Alex Cross series, where it's just like a cop kind of does all of these ones. So it's an Andrea, what's her last name? Oliver, Andrea Oliver one. And so if I had read the first book, which I didn't because I didn't know that this was a series, um, you learned in that one that like she just discovers that like her mom has been in WITSEC and that so she was well, her mom like joined WITSEC when she was like pregnant with andrea so andrea's been in witsecker this whole time andrea's 33 years old um and she is like she learned this two years ago uh, at the time that we're in in this book um and she is so angry and petty with her mom like every conversation she just is constantly like so like how dare her mom keep this secret and it's like ma'am i'd be pissed but yeah but it's also witness protection like you don't get you don't like really get to just kind of go telling this information like there's a reason it's what sec you yeah know? i don't know and maybe if i had read the first book i would feel more pity for her but all i want to <laughs> do is like because she had such a apparently she had a fantastic relationship with her mom like best friends kind of relationship i was like and now you're being petty because your mom kept you alive for 33 years how dare yeah like so sorry that she lied to you about where you came from i don't know it's just like eh. Um, but Andrea, I think slightly in spite of her mom, who knows, has um, decided to become a marshal. So she has like just graduated from marshal school or whatever the heck it is. Marshal school. That's it. Yeah, that's I think that's the one. You know, I nailed it. Um, and so she yeah, so she's like just finished it. She's like five, six. Um, which they regularly talk about how like tiny and short and incapable she is. 
five six is not that short. Yeah, I'm like, okay, it'd be different if you were five two, but whatever. Did a man write this book? Yeah, that's the worst part. Is that's a white woman. I mean, it's wise because Yikes. it's a white woman. But yeah, and so it's like that's just frustrating in parts of it. Um, but yeah, so she's like at her last test. She's not even at graduation, and her estranged uncle who she just learned that she had like two years ago because she was in Witsec and he didn't come into Witsec with the mom. Mm, got it. He's like a super high important person in government or something like that. Um, And he was like, oh, you need to go figure out because her biological father is in prison um, for like a bunch of murders and stuff. And mm-hmm. he's like, you need to go figure out like if he like if because if he killed emily because he's like going to get out on parole or something because they never figured out who emily was but they but the uncle is like oh he might have killed emily and so if you can figure that out and you can prove it then he'll stay in prison and he needs to stay in prison and so he like sidetracks all of the rules of assignment and get her assigned to the judge so emily's mom did become a judge she was appointed under reagan mm-hmm. so she's like old as all shit it's been 40 years like she very yeah. judge lady now um but yeah and so like now she just is like t- two days after graduation got her gets to go be a marshal and really high profile things but like she has to do a second so like the judge has been getting death threats um and they're finally like mm-hmm. credible enough that they need to do something about it i mean I, apparently according to the book and it probably is true you know like people are constantly giving out death threats and people are reading the letters and deciding yeah. what's credible and what's not and so there's something in these most recent ones that's credible. And so that's like, that's what she's really actually doing is going to go protect. But it's like, while you're doing that, look into this. Um, mm. And then, so that's in Baltimore. But she tells her mom that she was given a place in Portland, Oregon. And so now she's lying to her mother about where Wait, she is. Oh. and Because she's only like an hour she, away from her mom. She Oh, because she's mad at her. Yeah, because she's mad at her. Not because anybody like told her yeah, to because she's mad at her yeah and that's the one and it like constantly the thing and like the at mom, 33 at 33 and like her mom calls and she's like oh my god like she's acting like a teenager like throwing a tantrum. and her mom is like oh my gosh hey i checked the weather like you should really get a coat like you don't have a coat for that kind of weather like here's a great coat and she's and even andrea's like oh my gosh it's the exact kind of coat and color that i would love but i can't tell her to send she's it to like, me I because you. i live in baltimore nah. and her mom is like oh like let me help you find a place like maybe I, and like granted her mom is like a bit overbearing but it's clearly from a place of love and she's acting right. like a soul and 16 year old and you're just like like relax ma'am yeah i'm like i I don't feel bad for you. Like, stop lying to your mother. Like, this isn't going to fix anything in the end. Um, but either way, so she is there until she's, like, kind of trying to do this, like, investigation on the sly about it while also doing this. And the partner that she ends up with is also sort of trying to do his own kind of investigation into it. And so they're, like, but, like, they don't tell each other that. It's like, that's weird because, like, neither one of them are supposed to be looking into this. They're just supposed to be protecting the judge. And so, like, that's weird. Um, She, like, dated apparently in the first book. She Also, by the way, I'm giving this a very low rating. So at this point, it's just going to be telling you all the terrible things in this book and why you should avoid it. I mean, you didn't finish yours before me, which is just never a good sign. Yeah, Um, because honestly, I don't I'm assuming based on how the book is going. I'm assuming we will figure out who Emily's killer is and who the father is. Um, I will say all of the Emily chapters are very enjoyable. I 
the Emily chapters are the only saving grace of this entire book. They are really well written. And like the way that it slowly builds, because like they're, they're petered in. And so the way it slowly builds and you're learning more and more and more about the people in Emily's life. Because at first you're like, oh, it's clearly this person who's the father. Because I'm also, I'm going with this one. And I think you're supposed to follow this assumption that the father is the murderer. And so you're like, yeah, I was assuming that, honestly. Yeah, exactly. And so you're like, oh, this. And then you're like, oh, shoot, no, maybe it is this person. Like, the way that they just, like, keep having all of these different characters. And right now, like, I haven't finished it. But right now I'm wondering if it was, like, a group attack or, like, a group planned attack. Because, like, you know, like, we know what night it was that she got pregnant on. And so, and multiple people were there. And, like, and so she's trying, Emily is trying to, like, and she's taking notes of all of this she's writing all of this information down so she's trying to figure out like who the father of her baby is which is also possibly what got her killed who knows but yeah so those parts are very good and i do think that's where we're headed it's all of the andrea chapters that are just freaking bonkers like so she in the previous book like two years ago i'm assuming it's in the previous book i don't know two years ago she dated her mom's marshal handler whatever fine like she did i don't think i don't think that she necessarily knew that he was a marshal at the time and then found out and then apparently she like ghosted him but now there's like a rumor going around that they're engaged even though they're not and like and she's not like i don't know that's weird um like i said that they're like oh my gosh she's so tiny and frail at five six tiny and frail that's constantly telling us like how much she weighs and i'm like okay well at five six and the fact that she's supposed to be all this strong buff doing all this she should be actually wearing more so she's probably not eating enough so like that's concerning um and also this book recently came out like this is not an old book where you're like would expect these things um weird there's constantly summarizations like literally we just learned all this information four chapters ago right like we were there with the characters when this happened and now we're in andrea's head summarizing what we learned you don't need to tell me i'm like i was present i was there when we heard that information from the farmer guy like i don't need to know what he said because we already know what he said um that's terrible so like also before she became a marshal she was a 911 operator and in the beginning she was like yeah you know like i'm just always falling asleep at my job so you're like oh she must work nights at a hotel or in the call center or something and then you find out oh no she was a 911 operator in a busy city and i'm like okay so you were probably busy on night shift but she like yeah. starts being like oh it was just so terrible which sure fine whatever but then later she was like because i was a 911 operator i would know exactly how this should have been handled and why is there not fire here and why are the sheriffs not here and da 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 and it's oh like well, obviously they didn't call 911 that's why um but like so it's like so 50 50 like back and forth where she's like the super tough can do anything and then she can't do anything and it's like pick one or the other that's annoying yeah and it's like so flippy flop so fast it literally reads like the author couldn't decide what kind of personality she wanted her character to have and just kind of smushed it all in there together oh no yeah and it's just like i don't know it's just so like it no um right now i have i'm at 70 percent, and i'm giving it two stars because of the emily chapters I did write some more notes as to why I didn't like it, but I left them on my desk at work. So I can't tell you the other reasons, but those are all the main ones. You've given very valid reasons, though. I can see that. Yeah. So right now we're at two stars. We'll see if the ending saves it or not, or it might go down. I don't know. I hope it saves it. 
But I don't think I'll read anything else from this author because I read one of the novellas, which granted I didn't realize when I started it, or I guess I listened to it, but I didn't realize that it was like a prequel to a series. So there was that, but it had like a lot of the same issues of like the poor character development and just like, because like the judge is supposed to be the super stern, tough lady, but then she's so soft on these other weird ones, but then she's super tough and Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like. The 16-year-old yeah. smokes cigarettes in 2022 and everyone is just like, okay with it. I'm like, oh, yep, I guess she was just around the corner sneaking a ciggy. And it's like, oh, okay, well, if we know something about it, like, it's 2022. We don't do that. We, we should be having conversations. And also, like, right. why why is this 16-year-old Carol? That's how they're rebelling? I don't know. It just... I... Not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Fair. It seems a little um, implausible in some ways. Yeah, because it started really strong. Like, I read the first chunk of it, like, super fast. I was super into it. And, and then it just kind of has plummeted. And the Andrea chapters, like, I just, I don't I don't want her to solve I any of these. Her. I don't want her to solve the case. I want it to stay a cold case. Let somebody else try. She like, doesn't deserve it. Like, the parents have stopped caring. Why does she care? Well, actually, okay, I know why she cares. Um, But I'm not going to tell you. Well... No, I guess I did already kind of say it. So her father, did I say this? You learned this really early on. This is page like 40. Her father was one of the members of the clique who was friends with Emily. Oh, I don't remember you saying that. Okay. I was wondering how she was like connected. I think I alluded to it. Yeah. So he was like a member of the clique when Emily was murdered. And then he went off to college and like started a cult and killed a bunch of people. Or maybe he only killed people can't really remember if there was a cult involved in you his killing or not. I don't feel like you alluded to that. Uh, I started to say it and then I, because well, I was deciding if I wanted to give that it. information away. And then yeah. I'm remembering it was literally on page 40 that you learned that like that's it's who her early. father is. It was not giving it away. And so that, yeah. So that's how it's, she's like, that's, kinda, investment. that's it. how it's connected. Cause it's like, oh, if you can prove that your father is the one who actually killed Emily all those years ago, mm-hmm. uh, then he'll stay in prison for his cult murders. Mm, okay just new murder but it's coming together i was wondering why she yep. was so interested yep 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 because you honestly kind of forget that that's why she cares now i know yeah still doesn't help the story that's what though like it, it built the story now it built so well in the beginning and then we plummeted off the cliff also she's always talking about before she joined the marshals you know she was just flinging herself off of every cliff well she took the book with her off this one her in the book off the cl- it just dropped bye yeah so but whatever i'm gonna finish it because at this point I you. i'm pretty close actually i still have like four hours of a listen left oh but... my god that's a lot yeah oh granted that's, that's a like one. two and a yeah it's like 400 pages long of jeez draggery but well that's okay hopefully our next one's better mm-hmm yes because our next one is book club i believe yeah something to do with the book club i think mine my characters have a book club you know what i think somebody from this main character's book club shows up at somebody's house one day and that is the connection and i accept perfect i love it yeah hopefully it'll be an improvement also at this point like i'm just kind of getting all the books off my shelf that have been sitting to try to fill these so i think that's why there's a reason that they've been sitting on my shelf for a bit (laughs) we're just getting really creative with it obviously yeah it's good it's great well you know now i know now i know i don't like this author i think that's really at the end of this i just i don't enjoy this author's style 
Because I look fair. at the reviews and there's a lot of really good reviews. So some people absolutely love this writing style. It's just not for you. I'm not one of them, apparently. But that's okay. That's so okay. if y'all like Karen Slaughter, good on you. Keep reading her books. You might love this one. I don't know. The Emily chapters. Oh, pardon me. The Emily chapters are a lot of fun. So there is that, I guess. I don't know. But either way, um, where are we at? Social medias. Instagram isn't past your bedtime. Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. TikTok isn't past your bedtime. Uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. We haven't said that blurb in a bit. So do that. Just like it. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. You know, see, we're, we're getting back into the OGs. I used to say that all the time there. So Can anyways. Um, oh, we also have minis this month. So oh, next do. month. This month. No. Nope. I yeah. don't know. This is February. The month of February. There are minis. So, and of course, they're about love. Always. So, hope you guys enjoy those. And we will talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye.